want to speak to you on uh, the open door. That's what I've titled this. And it's not ironic because we attend a church here. This facility is owned by a church called The Open Door. And we first started coming here in February in this place, in this sanctuary, and it was an open door for us. And I believe that God wants each of us to enter and go through doors this year. Um, You may be at a crossroads in your life where you're contemplating a job change. You may be contemplating certain things that will affect your life in a major way, and it's a door. And you don't know whether to go through that door or not. Anybody know what I'm talking about today? Yes, I, and I think so. I think that is, that is a lot of us here. See, doors are an entry into another place, into another dimension even. Doors are an entry into another place, into another dimension. Anytime I visit any of you, I have to use your front door. You, how many of you want me going through your back door? No, you don't. You want me to walk through your front door? That's the proper way to enter into someone's home, into the church. You walked in through our front door here. Every, every place has a front door. Tomorrow, when you go to work, some of you that work like I do, you have to go through a front door, most likely, to get into your place of work. You, you have to pr- pass from one place to another. Amen? Now... Here's the other thing. When you get caught up in a sin, when you get caught up in a habit, in a vice, uh, Monday nights here in this front fellowship room, they have an NA group, Narcotics Anonymous, that meets there every Monday night. And I've actually been here a couple times with them, not because Pastor Rick has a vice, but because I've met some of the people here and I've fellowshiped with some of them. And how many know, though, it, it was a door they went through to get to that place. I've been there before. You, you have to go through a door. You have, to, you have to take a step and take that first whatever it is, and then it just sucks you in. And not only do you go through that door, you shut that door behind you oftentimes. But sometimes when we go through struggles, it started by you entering through a door that you never should have gone through. And, and some of you right now are going, yeah, I can relate to that. I hear what you're saying. And, and so what I want to talk to you again here is open doors for you and I today spiritually. What does that mean to me and, and you today? If you'll uh, turn to your, in your Bibles to John in the New Testament, John chapter 10. And we'll have the scripture up on the screen. There it is. Isn't that beautiful? Back to school scripture with pencils and Thank you, Raquel. Good job, Raquel, on the PowerPoint. John chapter 10, verses 9 through 10. Let me read to you these words of Jesus, okay? Listen carefully to these words. Verse 9 of chapter 10. I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved. He'll be what? Saved. Saved. And he will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I pray for your blessings now upon your word. Your word is already blessed, but what I pray for is anointing. What I pray for is understanding. I pray, God, that not only that you would give me the words to speak, but give us the understanding, the hearing 
to properly discern your word and how it applies to our lives. And we pray that today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Look at your neighbor and tell them, Jesus is the door. Jesus is the door. Jesus is the door. Amen. The word enter that we just read where Jesus says, if anyone enters through me, that word in the original languages in the Greek means this. It means to move into, to experience, to move into and to experience. Just like I was stating that when we get or when we used to get caught up in a vice or whatever it may have been that you knew was not the right thing to do, you got caught up in it. How many know what I'm talking about? You got caught up in it and you walked through a door that you never should have. And, and this is what it's saying. You moved into, you experienced when you walked in through that door. Jesus referred to himself as a door. He's an entry point. He, you have to go through him. See, the, the world has, and, and major religions have Confucius and, and Buddha and Muhammad. And, and we can point to every one of their grave sites where they're buried. Jesus, on the other hand, rose from the dead. Amen? Amen. See, Jesus is that door. He clearly states that in order to discover what God is all about, you have to go through Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. It didn't say he was a way. It didn't say he was a truth. It didn't say he was a life. It's Jesus' words were, I am the way the truth, and the life. That's, that's just settled right there. There's no debate about it. Amen? So you have to first see that where you are may not be where God is spiritually. Let me, let me clear that up. Just because you come to church doesn't mean you're, you're right with God. I, I can have people come to church and they could be the, in the furthest possible spiritual relationship from God Almighty. Just by attendance doesn't give you a relationship with God Almighty. How many know that? When you park your car in a garage, a, gar, a garage is for a car. When you stand in your garage, it doesn't make you a car. Okay, I, I use that analogy from time to time. When you go to church, it doesn't make you a Christian or a believer. That's called a relationship with Christ. You have a relationship with your spouse, with your, with your sons, your daughters. That's a relationship. It's the same relationship Almighty God wants to have with you today. But you have to go through a door to get there. And Jesus is that door. Tell your neighbor again, Jesus is that door. We must enter his presence by passing into that door. That's a word of action. That means you got to get up. That means you got to put something behind it. That means you, you, you can't, it's not a passive word. It means you can't just sit there and look pretty and handsome. It means you got to put some action behind it. Amen? Tell your neighbor again, I must move to enter into the presence of God. I must move. I must move. I remember as a little kid, and uh, when, when, how many know that when your dad used to tell you something, you needed to move, right? Any dad, anybody have a dad like that, that used to tell you when you had to do something, you had to move? 
my dad's like that, okay? Uh, he's still around. Some of you may have had dads like that. So when he said something, you didn't wait to hear him say it two times. If it was the second time, oh, you were in trouble already. It, you had to move the very first time. And I tested him a lot on that. I tested him. And my brother in the back said, yes, amen, you did. <laughs> and and um, God, in the same way, he's wanting you to move. He's wanting you to step out of where you're at through that door that he places in front of you spiritually. Again, all of us here need to enter, I believe, in, spiritually into another realm. And, and it starts with action by going through that door. To, to, because here's the thing. If you keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect diff different results, what is that called? Insanity. Insanity. Thank you. So you have to go through a door. You have to take action to get out of the circumstances you're in. So the passage we just read out of John chapter 10, verses 9 through 10, it goes on to say that the life that the world and your enemy would offer you is filled with darkness, with sadness, with sin. It's, it's, a, it's a trap to keep you away from entering into the presence of Almighty God. See, when we, again, when you go through that door of sin, of, of, of lust, of, of, of alcoholism, of, of narcotics, whatever it is, whatever vice that is, it's a door that sometimes when you go through it, it slams shut behind you and it's awful tough to get back on the other side. And, and what Jesus is saying to us is, here, look, I've got another door. I've got another door. Just come through this door. And this will lead you to salvation. I'm that door that will lead you to salvation. Amen. Revelation 3 and verse 20 says the following. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Anybody ever have Jesus knock on, on your heart? You ever have, you just feel that God's knocking on your heart and you're going... Lord, I hear you, but I don't know what to do. Lord, I, I don't know how to fix this. Lord, I know, I know you're calling me. Lord, I know you're speaking to me, but I don't know what to do. The word of God says this. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice, say this with me. Anyone. anyone. That means you. means me. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him, and he with me. How beautiful is that? That's the Lord God telling you right there that if you open the door, all you got to do is open the door. What do you do when someone comes over? Well, nowadays it's you, you open the curtains, first of all, to see who's there, see if you want to open the door, right? It's like, who's coming to my house? But the Lord is telling you, look, I'm knocking on the door of your heart. Are you willing to open up your heart? Are you willing to open up those, those places that you've closed up, that you've built walls around? Are you willing to open that up to me? He calls all people to himself, but listen to this. The Lord God will never enter without your permission. Amen? God is a gentleman. God is a gentleman. He'll never force you to do anything you don't want. He always asks. He always knocks. He'll seek, but it's up to you to open that door. Amen? It's up to each of us. We need to give the Lord that permission in our lives so that we can enter into his presence. See, the Lord's already 
uh, told you, here's the door, but it's up to you to walk through it. It's up to you and I to walk through that door. He gives us the power to go through those doors. Uh, I don't know about you, but in my past, I know that being caught up in a certain lifestyle and then, and then looking and saying, is this all there is, Lord? There's got to be more to life than this. There's got to be, Lord, are you real? I remember asking God that. And then finally, I, I see that door because how many know when you call upon God, he'll make himself real to you. He'll make himself real to you in, in, in the voice of somebody else. In, in, in the word of God as it opens up to you as, you as you begin to read it. As you begin to just cry out to God, he'll open a door to you. And he'll give you the power to go through that door. Lord, let us open that door of our heart so we can see opportunities around us. Amen. See, great men that were found in the Word of God constantly sought new doors of service for Him. For you and I, there's open doors that we can minister, but they're all around us. We have to take advantage of them. See, see God doesn't just leave you in a little box with no doors. There's always a door there of escape. In fact, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, 1 Corinthians 10, 13 for there is no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God will, with, with, uh, with uh, his, his, his will and power, make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. That you may be able to bear it. See, God gives you a door of escape. He gives you a door of an out is what he gives you and I. Amen? So what I want to quickly talk to you about are three quick points on an open door. Number one on your outline. There's the open door of salvation. How many like you and I, there was a time and place where you said at one point in your life, uh, Lord, I don't know you. I want to know you. How many, how many of you were like that at some point in your life? And, and, and that's, that's most of us here. And, and there came a time where you said, Lord, I need you. And, and I remember when I was in my mid-20s and I came to the Lord and I said, I need you. And when I was asking those questions and and he began to make himself real to me for the very first time in my life. And I began to see God at work in my life, drawing me out of where I was living at into now his marvelous light, the Bible says. And, and when I began to seek him and pursue him, I went through that door. I walked through that door. I ran through that door because I couldn't wait to leave behind a mess. I couldn't wait to leave behind ugliness, darkness, sin. And now I saw this, this second chance of opportunity of doing things right in his sight. Hallelujah. Amen. That was the greatest opportunity, the greatest news that I could have ever been given. Same with you. You have the open door of salvation. Jesus alone is the way of salvation. Again, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Let me remind you of this, though. Your grandma, your mama, your papa... They can't save you. None of them can. They can pray for you. Their prayers are coveted. They're appreciated. But they cannot save you. Their covering is a blessing over you. But only Jesus Christ can save you. Amen? How many have heard this scripture before? John 14 and 6. I believe we have this. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me, but through me. Jesus, again, is the open door 
to God. Amen? Now, I can't emphasize that enough because when we're young, we, we, we can tend to think, well, mama's got me covered. Grandma's got me covered. My prayers are, uh, because they pray for me, I'm covered. Listen, they'll, th- those are blessings. Those prayers, are, they're blessings to you. But you have to still walk through that door yourself. You still have to act upon that. Amen? Number two, there's the open door of instruction. How many know that the Word of God, which, what we're doing here right now, it's, it's a privilege to be taught in the Word of God. Um, I, I can teach you. You can learn on your own reading the Word of God. How many know, though, the Bible says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. In other words, be together with other like-minded people, believers, hearing the Word of God. That's how you grow. It's awful. It can be dangerous if it's just you and nobody else. If your name is the Lone Ranger, it can be very dangerous if you're on the Word of God because you can get all twisted and sideways before you know it. But instruction, it's a privilege to know the Word of God. Did you know that the Bible says that if you lack wisdom to ask for it? Lord, I don't know how to do this at my job. Have you asked the Lord to help you with that? The Lord says, ask me and I will give you wisdom today. I will give you wisdom right now. Ask Him. Amen? When I was a child, I remember the services were in Latin. In Latin. And I didn't even speak Latin. Uh, Some of the words in Spanish are kind of close to it. But I didn't speak Latin. So there was no understanding in those services. There was none. Was I ever going to grow in that? No, never. And thank God, how many are thankful that the Word of God is not like that today? The Word of God is written in so many languages. It's the number one bestseller every single year. And that's not by accident. It's divine. It's inspired. It's anointed. These 66 books of the Bible are anointed for us. And it's it's right there. It's food. It's, It's a buffet laid out right in front of you. How many like buffets like I do? I love buffets. And we might go to one afterwards. I don't know. But, but buffet is what, is what the Word of God is. It's laid out from, from the real simple stuff to the real deep things of God. Whatever you want, it's laid out here for you. It's an open door of instruction. Tell your neighbor, I'm thankful for the truth of God's Word. Amen. Again, the Word of God says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask. He can not only open your eyes and give you wisdom, but he can open your eyes to, to see the word, to have things pop out in the word. How many have read a scripture many, many times and all of a sudden you read it for the 55th time and all of a sudden it just speaks to you? Amen. You ever been there? That's most of us, right? When you read God's word, it depends on the season you're in, what God is challenging you with. But oftentimes what I see is, We can read the Word of God and all of a sudden it just jumps out and it speaks to us loud and clear like never before. God is dealing with you at that moment. He's wanting to grab your attention and speak to you. He's instructing you. Amen? The Word of God says this, If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask. And he will anoint your eyes that you shall see wonderful things in his holy word. Amen? How beautiful is that? To see wonderful things in his word. Here, before, before my mid-twenties, never cracked it open. Never cracked it open. Other than to look at the beautiful pictures on, on our family's Bible on the living room table. Beautiful color pictures. 
Anybody else been there? And I would look at the beautiful pictures and think, well, those are pretty. Those are... But I never once read the Word of God. And once I started reading that Word of God, how it became alive and how it impacted my life and, and the words just, just, just oozed life into me. That's the Word of God. That's what the Word of God does. Now, here's the other side of it, too. Oftentimes, the door of instruction will lead us to the door of correction. Amen? Ever walk through a door? You know, a spiritual door I'm talking about. And the Lord will correct you on something. The Lord will reprove, reprove you on something. And, and, and that's all of us. Because none of us here are perfect. Amen? How, how many know this is the truth? That God will correct you. God corrects His children because He loves you and I. Amen? Proverbs 6 and verse 23 says the following. For the commandment is a lamp and the teaching is light and reproofs for discipline are the way of life. Wow. You know, we, we teach our children as parents. We teach our children. We teach our nephews, our nieces, uh, those around us, even our coworkers. We, we teach them and, and give them wisdom or instruct them in something. But sometimes we have to Correct them, right? We have to correct them. Imagine if you didn't ever correct your children, how they grow up to be. Woo! They can come to our church, but I'll make sure they go home real quick with you, okay? We have to correct our children as, as they grow up. And the Lord is the same way. Sometimes He'll have you walk through that door of instruction only to go through another door of correction. Because you may have been doing certain things wrong. Now he's correcting you. And our attitude should be, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen? Yes. And then our, the third and final point is this. The open door of prayer. Oh, how many, you know, I, I believe that we don't often take advantage of this. Because Pastor Rick is guilty just as anybody else. Um, there may be a, a day that I don't pray during the whole day. I don't pray. And you think, well, Pastor Rick, that's, you should be praying. We, how many get so caught up in their schedule that there will be times you, you don't even pray? There's a, there's a poem that says that's, that you, I forget how it goes, but something to the effect of you're so busy, you're so busy that you go off to work and do your things. And at the end of the day, you reflect back and you realize that you forgot to pray. And that's why your day was so hectic and it was falling apart. And I know I've done that on those occasions where I've forgotten to pray. I look back and say, well, no wonder everything was a mess. I forgot to pray. And so it's, it's, it's habits. Develop the right habit of prayer. Amen. The open door of prayer. Many, many great victories are won by prayer. How many here are here today because of prayer? Because somebody prayed for you, because a mother prayed for you, because a grandmother prayed for you, because a friend prayed for you, because an uncle prayed for you. Amen? That's all of us here. You wouldn't be here without that, without that prayer. Now, there's a process to enter into God's presence. How many know this? And I've spoken on this before. The book of Psalms says it this way. We enter through gates with thanksgiving. We enter his gates with thanksgiving. So what's the proper way to enter into his presence? So when I pray, I don't just say, okay, Lord, um, it's prayer time now, so I, I want to pray for my brother Justin and uh, my brother Wayne. No, there's a formula. Listen to this formula, church. The Bible tells us 
Enter his gates with thanksgiving in your heart. So what does that mean? It means this. It means, Lord, I thank you. I thank you today for life. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to wake up today. Lord, I thank you for meeting all my needs physically right now. I'm walking. I'm talking. You know, I have a job. I have a roof over my head. I have clothes in the closet. I have children that love me. I have a dog that that licks me, you know, uh, I have a cat I can't stand, whatever it may be, you give God thanks for, amen? amen? The Bible says when you do that, then you enter his courts with praise. Amen. And what does that mean? It means, Lord, I praise you for who you are. Yeah. Lord, I praise you that you're wonderful, that you're mighty. I praise you for your goodness, for your faithfulness. So, so it's giving thanks I'm getting the, the Holy Ghost bumps just thinking of that right now. Because that, that's what I do when I pray. I enter into his presence with thanksgiving. And then I enter his courts with praise. And now the door is open to you to present your petitions, your prayers. What can you pray for now? Because see, the Lord wants to hear you. Because first of all, let's back up. The Lord is a holy God. He doesn't allow sin into his presence he allows us to enter into his presence once we give him thanks, once we give him praise. And, and then he goes, okay, child, son, daughter, come on in. Let's talk. Let's talk. How many know prayer is a two-way conversation? Prayer isn't just you giving up. Prayer is also stopping and listening for God to speak back to your heart. Amen? Amen. Don't forget that. That's a major part of it. I think oftentimes we rush into prayer. We want to get out what's on our minds, what's on our hearts, what's pressing in our, in our spirits. And we forget to listen to his voice of encouragement, of strength. Amen? So again, prayer, there's, there has to be a process to enter through that open door of prayer, which I just explained. Every great man and woman of God in the Bible entered that way. In the Old Testament, in the New Testament, they all entered that way. And that same door by which they entered into fullness of blessing is available to you and I. Jesus said this, if you ask anything in my name, if you ask anything in my name, it shall be granted unto you. And now again, don't get carried away and say, well, Lord, I want to win the lotto tomorrow, because that's what a lot of people would say, right? It's talking about... God wanting to bless you spiritually. Amen. God wanting to bless you and give you everything you need spiritually. I do believe, though, he wants to take care of your needs, though. Um, but he doesn't want to have five million or a millionaires and, and for you to drop everything spiritually. Uh, I know that for some of us, it'd be dangerous to give us a million dollars because we, we'd forsake the house of God, amen? We'd never show up because we'd get so caught up in materialism. And that can be a dangerous road to also follow on. But again, many men of God, Moses, Elijah, David, Daniel, Paul in the New Testament, all of these men walked in through that door of prayer. James 5 and verse 16 says this, The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. And, and I would add that the effective prayer of a, of a righteous woman can add much as well. Amen? Amen? Bianca, can you do me a favor? Can you come over here to this door right here? Um, to this door and just open that door. Right here. Walk up here in front. 
I want to use this as an example here. So while she's doing that, how many know that that door is there, but we don't use it, but it's there. It's available to all of us. Yeah, just leave it open right there. Just that one door right there. You can just stand there because I'm going to have you close it. So uh, while that door is always available to us, I don't ever see anybody walk through there. We always use the main door there. Jesus, in the same way, that door's right there for each of us. What is the area in your life right now? What is the area in your life that's holding you back? That you know the door's there, but you're afraid. I believe there's some of you here today that, that God is challenging you and, expect, and wanting to have you walk through a door for a new season, new victories in your life. Because you're tired of the same old thing and it hasn't been working. It's time for you to walk through that new door. Now I don't want everybody to walk out the door. That's another day we'll do that. Thank you, Bianca. You can close that door. Amen. Give her a, give her a hand. Amen. But here's what I, I understand about going through a door. Oftentimes we're afraid to go through a door because we don't know what's on the other side. We don't know what's on the other side. Well, Pastor Rick, I don't know if I step out in faith and do that. I don't know if, uh, you know, if, if it's going to work out. We might lose the house. We might lose the car. Or I might lose my job. God's got your back. If, if you are a child of God and you are putting 100% trust in him, believe me, I believe that he has got your back and he will take care of you. Amen. The Bible says that there is there's none, none. Um, looking for bread. The Bible says none, none looking for, none of his children are ever uh, in hunger, the Bible says. And um, what that means is that he's got you covered. He's got your back. He's going to provide for you day and night, every single day of your life. But I, I, I really believe that there is, there is a door for some of you here that you have yet to go through. And, it's, and God wants to remind you today, it's here you need to take action and begin to walk through that door by faith. Amen? Amen. So I get ready to close and I have uh, ask Bianca to come up. Look at your neighbor right now and just tell them, I'm going to go through a new door. I'm going to go through a new door. I'm going to go through a new door. Too often again, as I pointed out, we're afraid to go through a door because we're afraid of what's on the other side. Well, it didn't stop you when you got in trouble. Didn't stop you when you walked right in and all of a sudden realized what a mess I made now. Didn't stop you then. God is saying to each of us, a great and effective door is opening for you. Are you willing to go through it with your eyes of faith? Are you willing to just march right through that door? You see, God has great plans for you. Bible says that he has plans and a purpose for each of your lives. Amen. Now, there's no way you'll ever discover what that purpose is for you unless you take action and walk through that door. Why don't you stand with me as we close? Let's step out in faith beginning today. We don't need to be afraid to go through the opening of a new door and into the new places to which the Lord is calling you to. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. The Lord is going to lead you. How many believe that today? You believe that? 
If there's a door that you know has been put there by God and you've been resistant to that, if you've been holding back in your life, and I don't know what that door may be for you, it may be just the door of, of going back to this, of, of salvation, of just having a relationship with Him. It may be a door of, of getting your relationship right with somebody else, restoring it. It may be walking through a door of forgiveness, Maybe a, a door of just being faithful. Whatever door that is, the Lord is saying today to you, here's the door, will you walk through it? Will you walk through it? I want to ask you today, are you willing to walk through that door? Even though you don't know what's on the other side, are you willing to trust Him? Grab the Lord's hand and say, I'll walk with you through that door. Because He will. He promises you today He will walk with you through, through that door. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes this afternoon. Father, we thank You. Thank You for open doors, Lord. Thank You for making ways to us, available to us, when we didn't see an out, when we didn't see how in the world this was going to work or how this can be fixed. When we saw nothing but dead ends, Lord, You opened a door, a door of forgiveness, a door of restoration, a door of faithfulness, a door of second chances, Lord. Father, we thank you today for that open door. I thank you, Lord. I pray for everyone here that they would go through those doors this year with confidence, with boldness, with the assuredness that, Lord, you walk with them. They, they do not walk alone, but that you walk with them. Father, I pray that for each one. And Lord, secondly, our custom here is also always to just ask those that have never been in relationship with the Lord or want to start that relationship with the Lord uh, to just say a simple prayer. It's not to embarrass anybody or anything, but with your head bowed, your eye closed, eyes closed. If there's an, anybody here that wants to begin that journey, of having a relationship with God Almighty, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one that created you and designed you. If you want to begin a relationship today, if you want to say, Lord, I'm sorry for what I've made of my life so far. I'm sorry I've, I've messed up. If that's you here today with every head bowed and eye closed, just raise your hand. I'm going to pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. See your hand? Yes. We're going to say a prayer together. Church, repeat these words as with our heads still bowed. Repeat these words and just mean them with your heart. The Bible says that when you say a prayer like this with your heart, Jesus will come and forgive you of your sins and come into your life and lead you and guide you. So, Let's say this prayer together. Heavenly Father, I come before you. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I know you went to the cross and died for me. So that I might have life. I believe you rose again on the third day. And Lord, now I put my trust in you. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for second chances. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Look at me. If you said that prayer today, 
If you said that prayer, even if it was for the 22nd time, if you said that prayer, you renewed your spirit. God says that the angels in heaven rejoice when one is saved. See, you can have that settled here today. You don't have to wait your whole life or to the end of your life to, to find out if you're saved. God wants you to know that today. He doesn't want you to go a minute in your life without that knowledge. Amen? So, Lord, I pray your blessing over our church today. Lord, the blessing out of Numbers chapter 6 and verse verses 24 through 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen.